Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome in Coffee Break, brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, you can call David at Versant, 459-8565. And Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Ream is our guest this morning. Tyler, thanks as always for taking time for us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's always good to have you, but you're getting into the home stretch here, I, I think, before you leave us. I, yes, it, it's only maybe, I don't know if we do these every four weeks or so, there's not, there's not very many opportunities left, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a, I mean, it's a bad thing for us. I don't know how you feel about it. It is. I'm going to miss <laughs> it. I, like I, I think I said last time I can just be some random, I, I, you know, person that, you know, I calls in and, and, and I would, I'd be happy to, you know, actually I can ask. Uh, Rex Welton questions. I'll, I'll, I'll try that. Next there time. you go. We should have you on as just a guest host. You're, you're just like a fill in. That'd be fun. I like it. And, and you met, I mean, you mentioned Rex, I mean, probably a good place to start. I mean, you, your replacement has been chosen. I guess that's the next benchmark in this, this whole, uh, grand finale, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And I'm, I'm, um, you know, I, I, I know Rex, I knew Rex Previously, as a superintendent, when he was in Polson, I had uh, great respect and admiration for uh, his leadership and the work that they uh, were engaged in in Polson. Um, we were fortunate when he wanted to move to Helena. Obviously, we didn't hire him thinking that he'd be the next superintendent. We, we thought he'd be a, a great match uh, for Roster Elementary, and he's done a terrific job there. Um, but when the opportunity came open and he applied, um, you know, I, I once once uh, I guess once the finalists were chosen, I, I liked both individuals. Obviously, I knew Rex um, better than the uh, uh, the gentleman that that came to us from Colorado as a as a finalist. Um, but I was pleased. I, I mean, it's not that the the board you know asks. Um, it's very much a, a decision that they need to make in conjunction with the community and our employees. Um, but I think Rex will do a fantastic job. He's a good human being. Um, he has a, a he's a champion for kids and is always thinking about what's best for uh, for children. So um, I'm excited for the opportunity to work with him as as he transitions and to do everything I can to support him. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, you know to, to your mind, Helena can expect some pretty great things from uh, our next superintendent. I, I absolutely believe so, and. Um, you know, and I think we're we're going to be entering a phase here where um, I believe, you know, commonly people say, you know, there's a lot at the end of the tunnel. We're not there yet. I, I do believe that. We're not quite there yet. Um, and I think the virus has a way of reminding us, unfortunately, of that reality. Uh, but I think the 21-22 school year will look dramatically different um, in a far more normal way than, you know, that we think about schools. Um, and so I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. Um, and Rex certainly adds to that. Well, and I think you having a working relationship with him already, I imagine that's going to help with the transition. I believe so. Yeah, I, I think it already has um, in terms of our ability to connect and um, have candid conversations. And um, and again, you know, he will, he likely has in some regard and certainly will in conjunction with our school communities develop a vision for you know, the direction that he would like to see the Helena Public Schools go. 
Um, and I am happy to support that in any way possible. I don't want to supplant that. I want to be very careful um, about, you know, my views versus, you know, uh, you know the, the direction that he wants to go. And so it's really important to me that I support him uh, and really provide any service that I can to help, um, you know, provide the best possible launch for him as a superintendent. And we'll see. I was chatting with uh, Tyler this morning. We've tried to line up Rex on the show before, and our schedules just haven't ha- haven't aligned. Of course, he's slightly busy now with a, a current job and an upcoming job, uh, so sure. it's, it's been a bit busy for him. But we're going to line something up, and uh, maybe uh, I don't know. You, you guys think we could do a, a a double next time? Have you and Rex on the show? That'd be fun. And and the beauty is is that he can drive down the street, right? He doesn't have to hop on a plane to do so. So right. I think uh, I think that'd be a terrific thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, for now though, you're still the guy. So you get to chat with me for a little bit this morning. Um, and, and and things certainly still happening in the district. You're now back, of course, four days a week for students. My daughter went to school on Monday yesterday. That was a new thing. Yeah, it was. And um, and I think that's an exciting thing that you know, in terms of the transition and. You know, again, it's not normal, but it's shades of normal, and I think that will continue. I think there'll be kind of these iterations back towards normal that I think are going to be very positive uh, for our students, for our families, and for our employees. And, and and you know, the vaccine, you know, in terms of vaccines coming online and becoming available for teachers, um, that is a significant part mm-hmm. of this as well. Yeah, Helen Public School Superintendent Tyler Reem with us this morning, and uh, you know it, it was kind of interesting to uh, chat with her. She, you know, I says, "Well, who who's in your classes?" You know, we we were talking on Friday. Who's going to be in your classes? She says, "I don't know." You know, we're halfway through the year, and she wasn't <laughs> sure who was going to be in class with her on Monday. If it was going to be any of her friends, I th- I think so and so was in the class with me, and uh, you know, it was just kind of an interesting. You know, we're in a weird time that halfway through the year, she wasn't sure who was in class on Monday with her. And uh, it, it was kind of fun, though, just to see her eyes kind of light up when I picked her up from school. You know, the different things that she'd been missing, even something that you don't think about, like band. You know, they'd been doing band half a class at a time. I said, what What did it sound like? She said, it was awesome. You know, her eyes got big. They, they had a yeah. full band. It sounded like an actual song. She said, we've got a song where we've got flutes in it. Well, none of the flutes are in her half of the band that's actually going to school. So they got chunks of this music they're playing where nobody's playing because they don't have flutes, you know? So it, it, it like you said, it, it, it's not normal, but it's, it's pretty close. Right. Now it's, it's much better than even trying the digital version, right. Of, right. Of band that, that um, we've seen kind of zoom calls and where everybody's trying to play their instruments, but certain people are delayed and it ends up being a disaster. So <laughs> it's one of those, it's one of those classes where having everybody together makes a difference in terms of the sound quality and what's produced at the end. Yeah. I mean, when you made the decision to move to four days a week, Tyler, the the, the numbers of COVID in our community, of course, is still lower than what they had been, but a bit higher than they are now. And they, and they do seem to be moving down across the state. So I mean, it has to be nice for you to see that, okay, things are things are working with us right now and not against us. I think that's a great phrase right there. Things are working with us right now and not against us. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a, a PTSD thing. Um, I think one of the things that it enters my mind is the right now. Um, it always, you know, it's kind of been present in terms of this virus is, um, again, it's kind of reminded us at every turn that it's still here um, and that we still need to be very careful and cautious around 
um, what we do, but how do we move towards these kind of shades of normal and, and bring um, as, as normal a possible end to the school year? And, as, and I think that bleeds into as normal a possible um, school year next year. Um, but it, it's, it's dictated in a big way by the virus. And so I'm thankful for what's taking place across our community. I think our community continues to respond um, in a more cautious and respectful way around the virus in terms of doing the things around masking and, you know, and avoiding large, you know, gatherings and things like that. I think that helps us. Um, but I also, you know, I, I'm cognizant of the idea that here we are in, in March. We still have April, May, and June left. And so I want this to continue to work. I want to be able to continue to move this, this direction. Again, Vaccines help in a significant way, um, and so I'm very thankful for the decline in cases and the rise in vaccines. If a month ago, if you were to ask me what would be the, the best case scenario in that regard, I would have said a decline in cases and a rise in vaccines. And in fact, that's what we've got going on right now, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah, Montana now part of the federal program aimed at getting teachers uh, vaccinations through uh, through pharmacies. Um, is that being used by teachers in the Helena School District? It is, and I, and I would say in a, you know, in a, in a, for, for the Helena school teachers that have been able to get their vaccines here in Helena, that's been wonderful. Our teachers have also been, I think, incredibly creative and resilient. It's a federal program, meaning that you do not have to be a county resident. It's different than the other vaccine um, initiatives. And so there are definitely communities that because of their size and the flow of vaccines, they are at a different place in terms of vaccinating uh, educators and others. And so that means they may have additional opportunities for those outside the community. And so we've had, you know, teachers and uh, administrators and others driving as far as, you know, um, Butte and um, Dillon and, and, and other places, um, which have been, and again, every shot matters. And so if they are able to get their shot there, that is a wonderful thing. Osco Pharmacy has been um, a wonderful partner. Um, we have an incredible uh, member of our team named Barb Ridgeway. Um, for listeners that may know Barb, she has literally called every possible lead, I think, in the state and the nation, saying, how do we get vaccinations here in Lewis and Clark for our teachers? Osco reached back out last week and they were able to provide 200 specific vaccinations for our employees this week, 200 for our employees next week, and we'll continue to, to move forward. That's going to make a big difference because then over the course of a few weeks here, um, anybody that wants a vaccination that's one of our employees can, can receive one. Yeah, and, and these, as I understand it, these are the Johnson & Johnson one-shot deals that we've been getting, right? So they get one, and it's not that they have to wait another three or four weeks to get another one. I think there. I think it's actually a mix. A mix? I think okay. some of them are Johnson Johnson. Yeah, I think some of the initial were Johnson and Johnson, as I understand it. Um, I think this next round may be Pfizer. Um, I, I've heard so many people say, you know, I'll take whatever, mm -hmm. um, and so whether it be a one shot or a two shot, Johnson Johnson one shot is fantastic. Um, as I remember, uh, Pfizer and Moderna have a higher effectiveness rate after the second shot, so. Um, Again, I think everybody that I have known that has received one has just been thankful for the opportunity. And it really is a, it's almost like a Christmas morning type of uh, experience. Like, you know, 
after this long, hard year to get a vaccine, vaccination and then to think, gosh, you know, in seven to ten days I'll have, you know, X percent um, mm-hmm. protection is a, is a wonderful thing. Yeah, but it sounds like, I mean, we it's not like we've got one big batch and it's going to take care of all of Helena Public Schools employees all at once, but we, we have significant numbers coming in so that you're being taken care of. Definitely. No, we, we, we have some peer districts uh, nearby who, by happy accident, received like 2,000 vac- vaccines in their community and were able to do everybody at the same time. That hasn't happened here for us yet, but we've kind of taken these steps forward. And, and again, every shot matters. Um, and, and I'm excited because, you know, going back to even our last phone call a couple of weeks ago, um, we really weren't having we, we didn't have a lot of opportunities for for educators at that time and now we have opportunities and i'm thankful for it yeah helena public school superintendent tyler Reem, our guest on coffee break this morning we're going to take a break here in just a minute but i did want to actually mention as well i know some vaccine came over from helena indian alliance the other day which is uh that that's good news amazing um amazing team over at helena indian alliance and and very thankful they had the opportunity to to share um you know obviously they're taking care of um, their patients, but once they, re- you know, once they get to the point where, where they didn't have any recipients, they reached out to us, and that was, uh, you know, again, those are the phone calls that, that change your life. Um, and so when they reached out um, and and made that offer, we were able to look at beyond kind of this phase B plus that that we're in as a county to say, okay, who would be next? And um, and again, you know, the individuals that were able to be vaccinated through the Helena Indian Alliance, they, they did it in our conference room, so it was right next door to my office, and um, to see people who were just so excited for the opportunity and so thankful. Um, again, you know, Helena Indian Alliance, that team, they change, they change lives for the better every single day, and I'm, I'm so thankful that they reached out to us. Yeah. Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Ream with us on Coffee Break. We're going to give him a breather and take a quick break, but we got more to chat about, so that's coming up on Coffee Break after this. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash security. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. You can call David Everson, 459-8565. And Tyler, we were talking about, um, you know, going back to school four days a week um, before we went to the break. And you guys decided to go with this kind of in a, in a tiered approach, you know, moving back the youngest kids first, then another group, then another. Um, Can you explain kind of why you did that? And, and, and has it worked? Has it got, have you, have you gotten what you wanted to get out of it? Yeah, so the, the, the rationale behind the tiered approach was twofold. One, um, we knew we couldn't prep 
over 600 classrooms all at the same time. We knew that high school and middle school schedules were going to be more complicated and we were going to require a lot more problem solving um, than the elementary piece. Um, and so there's also research that suggests that, yes, I think every student is impacted, every family is impacted by this pandemic. We tend to hear more from high school and middle school because those students can verbalize the impacts. Um, they can kind of understand how they're feeling and, and, you know, whether or not they're learning at the levels or social emotionally how they're feeling. Um, but there's research that says elementary students are, are impacted in the same regard. And sometimes, especially in those kind of early, you know, year developmental years, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, um, some of those, some of those uh, academic uh, gaps can even be more concerning. And so a lot of research said bring back your youngest students first for all of those reasons. And so we went with that research. We were able to prepare our kindergarten first and second grade classrooms, work through what those schedules would look like with principals and teachers, and then move to third, fourth, and fifth grade with middle school thinking through what their schedule would look like a couple weeks out, followed by high school. I, I believe it worked well. I mean, we were even problem solving to the for the high school schedules right up um, to and through the first day yesterday that they returned. And so those schedules, as you know, you know anybody that's been associated with a high school schedule, it is a complicated, it's a beast in terms of, of the, the complexity of that schedule. Um, so I'm thankful that we didn't do it the reverse way. I think that would have been very difficult to try um, to go with our high schools first. Um, so, you know, I can't go back in time, but I'm, I'm pleased with the way that worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and there were, I suppose, probably still our questions about just how to make it work, right? Like you said, I mean, this is still a little bit of a learning as we go. I mean, one of the biggest things, probably spacing out of people in many of our classrooms, they're just not designed for that in general. But then some of these buildings are, you know, lots of kids crammed into a, a classroom that was maybe not made for that many. I mean, have we figured out fixes there at all? Yeah, I heard somebody say the other day, and it resonated with me. They said, um, you know, classrooms and airplanes were not designed for um, physical distancing. And, and I think that's absolutely true, right? Or anybody that's been in a passing period of high school understands what the, what the hallways can look like. And so, you know, if we were going to uh, design schools where we had six feet of distancing around students at all time, we would literally need schools that are twice as large as our schools are today, and then some. Um, and so we knew that that was going to be a, a challenge. Um, what we, in working with, you know, health professionals in thinking through what phase two would look like, they said, yeah, you can't do six feet. We knew we couldn't do six feet. And they said, can you get three feet? And, and what other protections can you add in? Knowing that every single layer of protection matters, it's hard to definitively prove that if somebody um, were to, uh, you know, come down with COVID exactly the exact moment that that occurred and what could have been different, right? And so what they said is layer these protections. Wearing a mask is a significant protection in that regard. Some distancing is significant protection. Um, you know, having, uh, you know, partitions in place um, that if, you know, somebody were to, let's just say, sneeze and, and those particles, as you've seen the studies, they don't all contain right there in the mask, but what is the radius given gravity and other aspects um, that those particles would actually move? And so we tried to think through as many of those protective layers as possible 
Um, and I think we're still very much in a, in a learning phase. If you had asked me a year ago, um, how would I distance classrooms and how would we use partitions and some of these things, I would have thought, like, what are you talking about? Um, and, and these are all problems that we've been engaged in for the last year. Um, and, and I think, you know, we're still very much learning what is the best possible environment from an educational standpoint, from a health and safety standpoint mm -hmm. for our students and our employees. Yeah. Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Ream with us this morning. And uh, like you said, partitions, you know, plexiglass involved here, which certainly looks strange, though. Uh, we've got one here in the studio. It's a bit like netting at a baseball or a hockey game. You actually kind of tend to look through it and not realize it's there after a bit, which is, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that we're getting used to plexiglass partitions, but it is a thing. Yeah, I, I, you know, again, a year ago, I remember seeing them for the first time and being very cognizant of them. I can't tell you the last time that I went into a store, a gas station, and and actually looked at the plexiglass partition. I think it's become so common um, at this point that I, I don't necessarily notice them. Um, I, and I think that experience may be different for every single student. Some mm -hmm. students, um, it, it, it is something that they do notice on a regular basis and are, and are trying their best to get used to it, um, but, but are having a challenge. Other students um, have been in many classrooms where the students prefer it. They call it their office. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I've seen, I've seen students doing math with uh, Expo markers on their partitions. I've seen them organizing writing by, um, you know, taking parts of stories and putting it on post-its and then putting them around and kind of using it as a graphic organizer for their writing. I love it. Um, I think it's, that's, it's brilliant. Um, and, and I absolutely love seeing them take these things that um, were not necessarily intended and use them for good. Uh, for learning purposes, I think it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I mean, lunch is a bit of a tough thing too, right? I mean, because obviously kids can't be masked up there. Uh, so I know that adds just why. I mean, every, every time you turn around, there's a new but what if. Yeah, yeah. lunch was uh, one of those areas that it was a, a but what if um, that we had to engage in from a very early standpoint. We were able to talk to other districts that have done this, though, and, and be able to say to them, um, what lessons learned from lunch. And, and a lot of school districts have tried a lot of different things, including um, being very organized and saying, this seat belongs to this student, and this seat belongs to this student. And what they said to us is, don't try that. Uh, it doesn't work. Instead, you know, especially with the older students, our high school students, uh, they said, you know, get, they know what six feet is. They, they've, they've been doing this for a year now. Um, let them know what is expected of them and then give them the maximum space of the school to be able to do that. The other aspect is is you utilize those periods um, for academic purposes as well. And so give them the opportunity that if I'm struggling with something or if I have a question that didn't get answered in the class, I can go you know seek out that um, opportunity during lunch as well and kind of co-use lunch. I think we're we're trying to um, utilize every every single opportunity in that regard. So that became kind of the methodology that went into what lunchtime looks like, trying to avoid the very specific signed aspect, especially around the high school that we were told 
um, just doesn't work. Yeah. Not even cafeterias were designed for social distancing. Nothing is designed for this. We're making everything fit what we need. We've got about two minutes left with Tyler Ream this morning. Um, and we mentioned, you know, more and more teachers getting vaccines. And I know that certainly is going to change things for you. But is there still a concern about having enough resources for potential quarantined staff members? And, uh, you know, I, I guess the fear is, you know, if we get to the point where we have to shut down for a period of time, like what we did in the fall. Yes, and, and that was, and again, thankfully, that was a very different period, right? If I look back at the numbers and, um, you know, your listeners can go on our website. We have COVID-19, we have a specific COVID-19 resources area on our website, and they can look at our weekly. So we do a weekly summary. We have the everyday cases, and then we have a weekly summary that they can go look at. And they could see all the way back to November and December where we were. Right now, our, our quarantines of our employees are, and I think last week, I think it was like 13. Um, so it's really limited by comparison to what it has been in the past. Um, that works for us. Um, but, you know, when we had 150 out for quarantine plus another, you know, 60 or so, um, you know, plus people who were, you know, having to do caretaking and things like that, we just, we didn't have the ability to mix with that. Um, right now we do. And, and so let's hope that it holds here. Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Ream with us on Coffee Break this morning. And uh, as always, we just don't have quite enough time to talk about everything that I want to talk about with Tyler. Uh, but the good news is we get to chat with him uh, at least once more before uh, he heads off. Tyler, do you know where you're going next? I don't even know what to tell people. No, not <laughs> not quite yet. I'm not quite ready to, to make that announcement yet. I, I'm still sprinting really hard. Uh, making sure that we're doing the best that we can here in Helena. So uh, that decision's still forthcoming. All right. Well, we're we're gonna get it out of him one of these days. He's gonna he's <laughs> gonna tell us what he's uh, what what he's gonna do. But uh, for now, he is the superintendent of Helena Public Schools. And uh, Tyler, I sure appreciate all the work that you and and everybody out there in the Helena Public Schools uh, District. I, I appreciate everything that you're doing. This is not an easy thing that you're trying to manage right now. So uh, thanks for all that you're doing. Much appreciated. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, this is all the time we have with Tyler on Coffee Break this morning. But uh, I'm going to give him time to prep because I want to talk about uh, the move away from star testing to a new setup and you know our, our scores are looking better give it another uh, month of these four days a week i know they're going to look even better so tyler that's on the plate next time but uh for now that's all the time we've got we'll catch you back around here on coffee break tomorrow i'm troy shockley and that's it for coffee break today be sure to check us out on itunes head on over give us a review there that's always much appreciated or swing by coffee break 959.podbean.com thanks for tuning in We'll see you back here tomorrow.